Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's James the Brain. Worst possible landing spot for Saquon Barkley, the Denver Broncos. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a... Every single time you make me yell at you. That's Travis the Beard. I I don't have anything to say to that. I I would like him to the Broncos, I think. Thank you. I'm John Hogue, your resident Denver Bronco fan. This is a super flexible podcast. I would love to see Saquon Barkley in orange and blue, by the way. You're probably right though. It's not a for fantasy purposes, probably not a great landing spot. I'll I'll agree with that. But we are not talking about rookies. Too much tonight, today. We are talking about free agency. There was a lot of movement the other day, and so we're we want to talk about some Twitter trades. Some of these polls that came out since some of these free agent landings. We want to talk about some of the guys who were affected by free agency, either directly or indirectly, and talk about some of their trade values. So we're gonna go over a few trades that came in. And just a quick reminder, you can always send those trades to at Superflex Trades, regardless of the format. Definitely the Superflex, definitely 2QB, but we'll take all scoring formats, so please send them over. We can retweet them for you. We can help you get more votes, more advice, get more people involved in the conversation, and we can talk about it here on the podcast. So definitely send them to at Superflex Trades on Twitter. And then you can also send them to at SuperFlexPod or to any one of us. Travis is at TravisNFL. James is at DFF underscore the brain. And I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. So let's jump in, boys. We got a big SuperFlex trade sent to our SuperFlex Trades account. This is a full PPR, four point for passing touchdowns. Which side do you want? Andrew Luck, Jarek McKinnon brand new member of the San Francisco 49ers and pick 1.03 in the rookie draft or Mitchell Trubisky with all those shiny new weapons Sammy Watkins the newest member of the Kansas City Chiefs and pick 1.01 I don't I don't think this one's particularly close um I will take the Trubisky Watkins and the 101 that's crazy yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I I I guess my thing is I kind of wanted to see where everyone else was because obviously I'm insanely low on luck um, to the point where you know people tell me I'm insane. So uh, to me it, it was yeah it's a no brainer too. But I just thought maybe because I undervalue or don't have luck valued where everyone else does that maybe I was insane with it. But no, I I'm I'm on board. I mean the 1.01 is definitely. This year, way more valuable than the 1.03, in my opinion. You get Trubisky and Watkins, who who I'm very high on. Um, I like all those players on that side, whereas Luck and McKinnon come with a whole lot more risk, in my opinion. And the 1.03 does too. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Travis. Yeah, for me, the the 101 and Watkins both over McKinnon and the 103, and it's significantly so to where it makes up the difference between Trubisky and Luck in my opinion. Um, I mean, McKinnon, I mean, this is like the perfect trade. You're selling high on McKinnon, who's all of a sudden got this crazy value. I mean, I sent out that that Twitter poll 
of you know who would you take first in a dynasty startup and it was like the four major free agency running backs it was mckinnon Dion lewis carlos hyde and isaiah Crowell. and mckinnon won by a landslide which just makes me think like holy crap i need to sell i need to sell jared mckinnon anywhere i have him i mean he, he could be good sure but man i mean the hype is already building on this guy and he's been a part-time player for his entire career, granted behind Adrian Peterson, but he had a shot last year. He had a shot the year before. And I don't know, man. I just think I think they add another piece into that backfield. I'm I'm not buying the the Shanahan hype. Um I mean it's Joe it's past way past Joe Williams levels at this point for McKinnon, so I mean, this guy is doing exactly what he should be doing and selling high McKinnon and, and flipping it into the 101. And Sammy Watkins, who, James, side note, we don't have to get into it if you don't want to, but I don't know how you can be high on Watkins and Tyreek Hill. Um, but we, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. John, what are you thinking on this trade? Well, I, I think that the way you broke it down is is absolutely correct. I will say though that I think that it's that it's close for me. For one thing, there's a huge drop off for me. There's a huge drop off from Andrew Luck to Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky did nothing in 2017 to inspire any kind of confidence. So we're going strictly off of the speculation that Allen Robinson and Trey Burton and you know Matt Nagy is the head coach turn this thing around for him and I mean there's just no way to know that at this point so I mean it's tempting for me to to stay on the luck side just because you know we know despite what James is about to say we know what Andrew Luck is and for me he's still a, a you know a top 10 dynasty asset and Mitchell Trubisky doesn't come anywhere close in fact none of these come particularly close with the possible exception of the guy that we assume will be taken with the first overall rookie pick. I also I also have a feeling that Watkins may be a little overvalued right at the moment. Like you said, I mean you, it's hard to it's it it's hard to be high on both Hill and Watkins. And it, that that makes it tough for me and I think that Watkins is a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder for Watkins to find targets with Pat Mahomes as a first-year starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess that makes sense to me, that it's that it's a little bit closer for you based on your rankings and where you have luck. So I, I get it. I get why you'd say that. I I'm, I still don't agree with it, but I, I totally understand why, uh, you, know, you know, why you would, you would have it a little bit closer. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, for you, the, the it, it makes sense. You know, the fundamental disagreement is just with the value of Andrew Luck and that that makes it a lot easier to break this down if you don't think that there's a much of a difference between Andrew Luck and Mitchell Trubisky here's another one involving Mitchell Trubisky this is a 10 a 10 team league full PPR two quarterback and it's six points for passing touchdowns and it's straight up Jarvis Landry New member of the Cleveland Browns for Mitchell Trubisky, who, again, all those new weapons at his disposal in a six-point passing touchdown league where you where you 
start two quarterbacks. It's another one that's a little bit crazy to me. Um, Twitter has it at 52% for Jarvis Landry, and I am 1,000% taking Mitchell Trubisky over Jarvis Landry. And I think James might disagree with me on this one. I am 100% taking Mitchell Trubisky over awesome. Jarvis Landry. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely with you 100%. Yeah, so this one was interesting because it did come out so close. When people see Jarvis Landry in a PPR and they just that's all that's all the information they need sometimes. But again, you're starting you have to start two quarterbacks. You get six point for passing touchdowns. That pushes I mean, there's no reason to take any other player in that startup draft until all the quarterbacks are gone. And I mean all of them. They're just it, there's just way too much of a premium on that position. All right, that was an easy one. I think we can chalk that up to Twitter uh, messing up another Superflex or two-quarterback poll. All right, so this one actually came to each of us individually as well as to the the podcast Twitter handle. And uh, this is from just, I don't know, some dude named Toby. And his, so he was giving up Carson Wentz, Dante Foreman, Stefan Diggs and a the three point oh seven in this year's rookie draft for Pat Mahomes, Cooper Cup, pick one point oh one in this this year's draft, and uh four point four point oh one in this year's draft as well. So I mean and I we kind of buried the lead there. I mean the big the big piece there is one point oh one. Um, over Pat Mahomes, over Cooper Cup. So the the big piece, Carson Wentz, Dante Foreman, Stefan Diggs, and uh, that third-round pick and the fourth-round pick, we can throw those out. That means virtually nothing. For 1.01, Pat Mahomes and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and start it off. I, I think this one's really close. I mean, the more I look at it, the, the closer I, I think it is. And Obviously, the value of the 1.01 is high, um, and you know I, you get Pat Mahomes and Cooper Cup on that side, and I, I kind of like both those players. But I think both of them right now, I mean, you're you're banking on potential. So I think if you're rebuilding, the Pat Mahomes, Cooper Cup, and 1.01 side make a ton of sense in my opinion because you're getting a lot of youth now. You're giving away some youth, too, because Carson Wentz is still young. Uh, Deontay Foreman is obviously young, and Stephon Diggs isn't, isn't old either. So you're getting, you have some youth there, too. I, to me, it's so difficult to pass up on, a, in my opinion, a top three fantasy dynasty quarterback in a super flex league that can probably be there for 10 to 12 years at least. You know, I mean, Carson Wentz has that kind of upside. I really like Deontay Foreman and Stephon Diggs. I I would lean that way, um, even though getting the 1.01 and Pat Mahomes and and Cooper Cup is is still that's that's a that's a fairly decent haul, and I don't think I'd feel bad about it if that was the deal I made. Um, but just I just because I think there's a little bit more known commodities on the other side, where you have a guy like Carson Wentz who you kind of have seen it seen seen him do it for a couple years Stefan Diggs you've seen him play at a high level too you kind of know a little bit more what you're getting there whereas Mahomes Cooper Cup there's still a lot of question marks for me and I don't know 
You know, the 1.01 is probably going to be Saquon Barkley, but where does he land and kind of what situation is that? Um, I know I said Denver was was probably his worst landing spot, and I was just trying to wild you up, John. But uh, honestly, if he ends <laughs> up in if he ends up in Indy, which obviously Indy traded down, but if somehow he ends up in Indy, I mean that that would be an absolute terrible situation. So I guess for me, it, it, there's a little bit more known on uh, on the Carson Wentz side, so I'd probably go there. But I think I think it's really close. Yeah. So I mean, I get all that for sure. Um... I just think honestly the – so we obviously all agree there's a big drop-off between Wentz and Mahomes. Um, what I want to kind of point out though is there could not be by the end of next year. I mean if Mahomes hits his upside, he could very well be in that conversation. Um, also, we are pretending that there's no downside or possible regression with Carson Wentz when there absolutely is, um, you know, he, again, is going into a, he's a third year player going into the 2018 season. And I mean, we're treating him like he's Aaron Rodgers at this point. Like he's been doing it year in, year out. He had one good year. Um, I'm not saying I'm not bought in. I mean, he's my QB three, <laughs> but there is a chance that he is not everything that we're we're giving him credit for at this point. Um, Foreman, I'm really worried about that injury, and and I don't think he's going to be back week one. I don't think he's going to have a legitimate chance. I mean, he to, to take that job until well into the season, and even then, that Achilles injury, I mean, we don't even know. Donta Foreman could be a useless asset in nine months. That's a, that's a legitimate possibility. And then Stephon Diggs, I love Stephon Diggs. Um, he, he has true wide receiver one upside. I don't want to bash on him at all. Um, but yeah, moving to the other side, I mean, Mahomes has insane upside. Cooper Cup, honestly, I'm not a huge fan, but he is one of the most productive rookies uh, that we've seen in a while, and you could take this. Tra- if you take this trade, you could flip him immediately for something else if you don't buy in long term. But he could absolutely be a very usable, you know, wide receiver two, three kind of asset for you. And then you're getting the 101, man. I mean, that value just leaps this, uh, vaults this side of the trade rather above the other side, in my opinion. I don't like giving up Carson Wentz. But you're getting a quarterback back, who is, who has insane upside, and then you're also, I like the other pieces better on this side, so that's kind of where I'm at. So I I would take the Mahomes Cooper Cup 101, and like you said, John, the 307 and 404 just don't matter. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, the thing is, so one part that got missed in this is I believe this is a point per carry, quarter point per carry, and I think it's half PPR. Correct. Yeah. As well. Which so first of all, the half PPR affects Cooper Cup the most and Stefan Diggs almost as much, not quite as much. I, I think Cooper Cup is gonna be more of a PPR type of guy. And I think he needs that full PPR. Yeah, I mean Whereas they're both Stephon receivers Diggs, though. I mean that's speculation as far as how many catches Cup is gonna have versus well, Diggs. I mean we don't really know. Yeah, well, other than what we've already seen, which is, I mean, this year, Stephon Diggs was a touchdown scorer 
You know, you can get yards from him. He he doesn't necessarily rely on on high volume of catches, but it, n- not as much as Cooper Cup seems to. But anyways, the the big thing for me, the the point per carry makes this makes this tougher because 1.01 Saquon Barkley there's some significant there there's a a significant bonus there um when he's getting a quarter of a point every time he carries the ball but for me the 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 big issue here is all of the the risk is on the Mahomes Barkley side of this we don't know what Pat Mahomes is going to be he's only had one career start we don't know for sure what Saquon Barkley is going to be we have a we we feel like we've got a pretty good idea, but I, I mean, there's still there's no known quantity on that side of it. Whereas Carson Wentz would have been the M, the MVP of the NFL, and uh, I mean, I think that we all have him ranked as a top three dynasty quarterback. I mean, you you just you know what you're getting with him. And so for me, it, it honestly takes Pat Mahomes plus the 1.01 just to get Carson Wentz. So from there, you're That's talking nuts. Dante Foreman. You're talking Dante Foreman, Stephon Diggs for Cooper Cup, essentially. So, I, which obviously I wouldn't do. That's pretty insane. Wow. Yeah, I don't have that strong of a take on it either. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a bit much even for me. I would say Mahomes and the 107 should get you Carson Wentz. In a Superflex? This is Superflex, right? Of course. Yeah. No, there's there's no way. I mean Mahomes and the 101? Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's yeah. so insane. You have no idea what you've got with Pat Mahomes. You don't really know what you've got with 101. You don't well, really right, know so what take... you've got with Carson Wentz. Yeah, you do. We've seen him for two whole seasons now, and we've seen him yeah, and progress. he sucked the first season. Let's not pretend he's some uh, elite. I don't, I don't know about that. He hit a little bit of a wall late in the season, but I don't think he sucked by any means. He was not, a, he was not, a, he was not a usable fantasy asset his rookie year. For the first half of the season, he sure was. For his entire rookie year, he was not a usable fantasy asset. Okay, neither was Pat Mahomes. That, but that's fine. We have no idea. All what I'm Pat saying, Mahomes. I like Carson Wentz, dude. All I'm saying is he's still a young player. We don't know what he is for certain. But we've we've actually seen him for right, and then we've seen Nick Foles come into the same system and win the Super Bowl. Yeah, which says even more about Carson Wentz. The fact that that system is still in place. Those wide receivers are still in place. They actually got rid of Torrey Smith, which is addition by subtraction to me. That, that <laughs> offense is still in, in, intact, and it's going to be for a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, dude. I think we buy in too quick on these guys sometimes. Like, where, I mean, end of, let's go back, what was it? End of 2016. Do you remember the, the run that Marcus Mariota had? Yeah. In 2016? Yeah. He was insane, and people were valuing him as a top three dynasty quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying is there there is risk still involved on on the Wentz side. 
Okay, but, but we we can't lock him in as Aaron freaking Rodgers yet. I mean, we can't do that. Right, but with him, there's basis for this because we've actually seen it. Pat Mahomes is getting is getting way too much hype considering he has one career start, and it was in Week 17 against a team that was checked out. I understand that. I'm not arguing. Patrick Mahomes has some insane production profile in the NFL. He doesn't. I'm saying the value difference between the two is more than made up for by the value difference of the 101. Okay, so take Mahomes out of the equation for a minute. Are you doing Wentz for straight up for 101? Hmm. <laughs> it's scaring me that you're thinking about this even. That yeah, I think I think we know that you guys kind of have different values for the one on one this year. I, I I think that's kind of been established. I think in in my opinion, and I guess I'm kind of kind of in, in between the two of you here, and and so I'll I'll just chime in. I think in my opinion, on the one side where you have Mahomes, you you are taking on more risk, but I also think you there's a lot of upside there. So I think basically it's it's a, I mean if you're going to if you're going to make this trade. You could very well see. I mean, there's there's a range of outcomes, but I think that the you know top end of it is Mahomes ends up being you know um, a top five quarterback, and you don't really miss getting rid of Carson Wentz, and Cooper Cup ends up you know being a, a, a usable wide receiver too, and you also get Saquon Barkley, who ends up being a top five running back for years to come. So I definitely think that there's risk on that side, but I also think the upside is higher on that side if that makes sense too so um i think you're taking a little bit more of a chance but i also think that like if if mahomes works out you're definitely getting i I think if mahomes and if barkley work out you're getting the better end of this deal long term yeah there the upside is definitely there i acknowledge that the problem is just somehow you have to make up for the risk of number one getting rid of Carson Wentz and Stefan Diggs, you know, a, a, a top three quarterback, which to me is a top, a top five dynasty asset and a top 10 wide receiver, um, in, in any PPR type of format, you have to make up for the fact that you're losing it. You're, you're taking on the risk by letting those two go. Plus, you're taking on new risk by taking on a quarterback who has one career start and a draft pick that doesn't that hasn't been embodied at this point. And and I just I don't think that there's enough upside there to make up the risk. I guess that's all I'm saying. Well, you're incorrect, but let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, there are a couple other ones that we got here that uh, that I, I do kind of want to get to. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Next one. This one came to our Superflex Trades account from, uh, this is actually from Josh Johnson at DFF underscore cog and uh, one of the, the co-hosts of the IDP Edge Crushers podcast. So this is a Superflex league and uh, also a Devi league. But um, anyways, Mitchell Trubisky for Josh Rosen straight up. <laughs> It's an interesting one to me. The number one quarterback last year, number one quarterback, at least in theory, this year. 
Yeah, this this uh, this one's really difficult for me because I I have Josh Rosen as my number one quarterback this year, and I think this year is a stronger quarterback class than last year. However, Trubisky, I really feel like this situation is kind of shaping up for him. We don't I I can. It's hard for me to make judgments off of what happened last year with Trubisky because he was working with nothing. I mean nothing. When your wide receiver one is Dontrell Inman, who I, I believe is still a free agent, um, that shows you that, I mean, you, you really didn't have any type of weapons to work with. This year, I mean, they get Allen Robinson. They bring in Taylor Gabriel. They also, um, you know, uh, bring in uh, Trey Burton. And so it's just kind of, you know, I, I definitely feel like he's got more to work with. He's in a better offensive scheme, in my opinion. So I, it's hard for me to pass on Trubisky, especially not knowing where Rosen is going to to go. However, I think Rosen is a better talent. I think he'll he'll be a better quarterback, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy in on the talent, and I'm probably gonna be alone here. And I I once you guys say what you're gonna say. I, I probably wouldn't fault you for taking Trubisky, but I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna side with Rosen, only because I think that he has. I, I think he has the potential to have a better NFL career with a better with a decent landing spot. So I'll just I'll just go with that. If John doesn't go with the Trubisky side here, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> Mister Nameless Faceless Rookie Pick, right? But this isn't a this isn't a rookie pick. This is an actual player with a name and oh, a face in a in a life. In so a is soul. Saquon Barkley in a family in a, <laughs> and a family. Mister. He we don't even know no. his landing spot yet, right? Yeah. But the point with Saquon is, and it's that we again we're talking about one point oh one, not Saquon Barkley, not yet. Okay, even even if we're talking about Saquon Barkley, though, your argument is. He doesn't have a team. We don't even know uh, where he's landed. N- Dude, you entirely. say that all the time. Don't pretend like you've never said that. You say that all the time. We talked last week about the difference between 1.01 and, and Saquon Barkley, and, I, and I'm standing by that. Like the, the issue is less about landing spot and more about the fact that a lot can happen between now and your rookie draft. Assuming sure, that you're... but you've also said... On Twitter several times, mm-hmm. like Saquon Barkley isn't worth what he's worth in your eyes because he we don't even know where he's landed and he's never played a snap in the NFL. But my my so that that argument translates directly to Josh Rosen. The direct which is where the direct. I don't want to is... talk about Barkley for forever. We've done that already, but. The direct quote is 1.01 does not have a name, does not have a face, does not have an NFL roster. Josh Rosen has all what, everything but the NFL roster. So, yeah, I on my rankings, I have Josh Rosen ranked one spot ahead of Mitchell Trubisky. Wow. I can't believe I'm going to be Mr. <laughs> Landing Spot, Mr. Love He's it. never played a snap. I can't believe I'm going to have to take this stance right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand how we can have Josh Rosen ranked ahead of Mitchell Trubisky or trade Mitchell Trubisky for him. I just I can't wrap my head around it. Trubisky is in the NFL. He has a team. He has NFL experience, starter experience. 
kind of where and, and the tape the tape was good wasn't great but it was good he showed us I mean, he didn't he didn't show anything bad i mean he obviously makes mistakes like anybody else but he didn't show that he was like bortles right like so and then on top of that we're seeing that we're seeing the bears organization put all their chips in on this guy and and basically tell their fan base and everybody else that this is our guy and we believe in him and we're going to give him all the tools that he needs to succeed and i don't see how we can how we can take that player in that situation and say no i'm going to give him away for an unknown quantity rookie incoming quarterback i just i wouldn't absolutely not do that well the the one thing i would say is we have what james three years of josh rosen's tape at ucla running a pro style offense we still even after even after you know a, a year in the nfl for mitchell trubisky we still haven't seen him run a pro style offense for more than what six games eight games maybe so i i because i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it, it north carolina that wasn't that wasn't a, a pro style offense definitely you know not the type of offense that josh rosen already mastered at ucla yeah i guess i to me like i i totally understand what you're saying travis i i get it and and I, 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 to me, these are so close. Like I could go either way, really, with it. But I guess my thing is, is that eventually you have to have a rookie ranked ahead of a guy who's already in the league. Like, for instance, I, I, you would take Baker Mayfield over Case Keenum, right? I mean, eventually there's that guy that you would ba- go, oh, I'll take him over. Trubisky's that. a second but, year but to player. Me, no, you're, you're absolutely right, and 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 that's the thing is that you know I I I get it, but I feel like. When I evaluated Trubisky coming out of college and I evaluate Rosen coming out of college, I think Rosen is the better quarterback. That's why I'm going to rank him higher. It, it, it has nothing to do with you know me being low on Trubisky. I really like Trubisky, and I understand what you're saying. You're absolutely right. You're, you're taking on a lot of risk if you trade Trubisky for a guy who doesn't have a team. Um, it hasn't been drafted yet, so I, I get that. But to me, I'm just basing it purely on talent the way I evaluated them when they came out and and I have Rosen a little bit higher but I I I totally get what you're saying and I I would not fault anyone if they decided to go with Trubisky over Rosen at all yeah I mean like I said it's a one spot difference for me it's not like it's a slam dunk for Rosen I just feel more comfortable with Rosen just based on the amount of experience he has despite the fact that Mitchell Trubisky's been in the NFL for in a, for a year longer than Josh Rosen. All right, agree to disagree. Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by GTBets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to GTBets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word. 
for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. And if you love drafting your fantasy team, imagine drafting a real professional team. The fan-controlled football league is bringing fantasy sports in Madden franchise mode to a real football field. Fans will scout players, draft rosters, hire coaches, call plays, and more. The FCFL will feature eight professional teams playing 7-on-7, fast-paced, indoor football, and a high-tech production studio built for digital audience. This is the next generation of fantasy football, where fans get rewarded for dominating through the league's proprietary fan token. To learn more about fan tokens and the FCFL, visit fcfl.io. All right, next one came to our Superflex Trades account from Kevin Caddy, and I love his freaking Twitter handle, at NerfCrotchBat on Twitter. And he sent us, this is a, a Dynasty a PPR, and uh, it might be a Superflex. I don't know. It actually doesn't matter in this case. But free agent signing with the Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson or A.J. Green. Yeah, I, I Robinson. Thank you. I, I I was really hoping we'd get to this one. Okay, so I'm having trouble ranking Allen Robinson. Um, I either I I can't tell if I'm totally gonna fall in love with this guy or if he's the most overrated player in fantasy right now. I I just I have so much trouble ranking him. I I don't know how I feel about where he is where he's valued right now. So I definitely wanted to hear your guys' takes um, on this because I, I have trouble with Allen Robinson. I mean, I, I've seen his ceiling, I've seen his floor, and I don't know where where I should be valuing him at. So yeah, Travis, John, I'm definitely interested to hear what you guys have to say. So I had I had Allen Robinson ranked three spots ahead of A.J. Green before free agency. And I think now his stock has got to go up. He's going to be... The, the unquestioned wide receiver one and Mitch Trubisky is a quarterback upgrade over Blake Portals. I don't care who says otherwise. So <laughs> Bobby Koch, where are yeah, you? <laughs> Bobby's going to hate that take, but it's true. So yeah, I mean, I already had him ahead of AJ Green. I mean, I love AJ Green. He's one of the most talented players in the league at this moment, but he's an aging player. He hasn't really produced you know, a, a steady full season in a while of, of elite production and he's going to be 30 soon. Uh, yeah. I mean, just re if you can pull this off, I mean, reset the clock to Allen Robinson for your dynasty team. And I'm all about this move, man. Yeah. So I've got AJ green still as my core or as my wide receiver eight in uh dynasty. Allen Robinson is wide receiver 17. So, yeah, for me, it's A.J. Green wow. by quite a bit. I mean, he's he's done it. He's actually done it in this league. Allen Robinson has... So has Robinson. Ah, one year where he caught a ton of touchdowns. I'm not into chasing touchdowns. And a ton of catches and a ton of yards. It was, but it, the Let's big thing... Let's not pretend thing, he didn't have 1,400 yards. Okay, but the big thing was the touchdowns for him that season. Was it? it was 1,400 yeah, yards sure and 14 was. touchdowns, so it was both. Four, 14 touchdowns is... 1,400 yards. And 14 touchdowns. And 1,400 yards. Okay, but it, 14 touchdowns is an outlier number. Come on. No, it's not. 
when is, has he done it again? What did he do? Fourteen hundred yards. The following season, let's he look had... up real quick. How many fourteen hundred yard seasons has AJ Green had? Oh man, okay, <laughs> you can do that. What? Yeah. So, what did he do the following season? The, the following season, he had eight hundred and eighty-three receptions and six touchdowns. So he eight hundred eighty three receptions, or I'm sorry, eight hundred eighty three yards on seventy three, <laughs> eight hundred eighty three receptions. He would have been wide receiver uh, one for sure um, for like three years. But no, um, <laughs> but his his that would have been a record. His rookie year, he had forty eight grabs for five hundred and forty eight yards and two touchdowns. Now, let's remember too, Blake Bortles had his best season in twenty fifteen as well when he was throwing Allen Robinson. He had a really big drop off in twenty sixteen. Even though, again, I'm sure Bobby's going to attack me with some numbers here, but uh, but it, it seemed like his numbers dropped off. At least his yardage total dropped off significantly, too. So, I mean, there was other factors at play there. But, I mean, I, that's this is why I have such trouble kind of with him is because he's shown that he can be a top-tier wide receiver, but, like, he's also shown some limitations, and I don't know if that's the team. I don't know if that's Bortles, but I think the situation definitely got better for him. But I, I, man, I still see guys that have him ranked like six, you know, six or seven among their receiver rankings, and I don't know if that's too high or if that's like I should just be buying into him. I, I don't know. I, I definitely have some troubles. But uh, yeah, has anyone got AJ Green's numbers yet? Negative. Yeah, he's had one, uh, one season at fourteen hundred yards. Uh, his third year in the league, he broke fourteen hundred. He had fourteen twenty six. Um, but it took him, let's see, he had 178 targets, 98 receptions, 1,400 yards. Uh, Allen Robinson, it only took him 151 targets, 80 receptions, 1,400 yards. So 18 less receptions, 27 less targets. Yeah, which is not a good thing, um, by the way. In a PPR league, first of all, I want those oh, catches. Oh, come on. Second of all, I like I said, I'm not chasing touchdowns. I'm not chasing splash plays. That doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. That's why I have Brandon Cooks ranked. You must at love Jarvis Landry. <laughs> Jarvis, uh, Jarvis Landry to, is kind of the he's wide receiver extreme. one for John. <laughs> Jarvis John Landry. doesn't want any. John doesn't want any down the field plays. He doesn't want any high amount of yards per reception. I do want that, but I don't want to count on that. How can you yards per? Oh my god! How can you? Allen Robinson is the exact reason that you can't count on that because he did it one year out of three. The other years, he he his other two seasons, he didn't even make it to a thousand yards. He didn't even make it to nine hundred yards, and he had his his best season was six touchdowns. That's pretty middle of the road. Yeah, out of three years. Yeah. So so real quick, with Blake, guys, with Blake Bortles. Let's not pretend Blake Bortles is awesome. Even in his good fantasy season, he was not a good quarterback. What? Okay, but the and, Andy Andy Dalton isn't really here, a good guys. quarterback either, though, and that's who AJ Green's played his whole career with. So I don't I don't know, I don't know that that dude. Give me Andy Dalton over Blake Bortles any day. How high do you have Andy Dalton in your rankings compared to Bortles? It can't be. It, that's there different. can't be a huge gap, right? <laughs> like, but see. but real quick though, like how how do you John? 
How do you start weighing age into this? Because AJ Green, what is he going to be? Thirty one, and and uh, and Allen Robinson's going to be twenty five. So I mean, there's there's a pretty big gap there. Where even if you know Allen Robinson's a wide receiver too, you might get another six years out of him. Is does that weigh into to your rankings at all, or are you just ranking for for this year and or the next it, two years? It does. It it does factor in. I I think that that's a very valid point. Um, I mean, for me, it's still. I I mean, what am I gonna get for those six years? You know. Like if if six years of Allen Robinson at you know eight hundred yards and six touchdowns that doesn't that doesn't excite me. I'd way rather have you know I I'd way rather have three more years of AJ Green at you know the elite level production that we've seen from him. It provided he stays healthy. I so yeah I mean for one thing I I kind of approach it from a a shorter window for the most part. And you know, with since fo- when? I, that's how I've always. That's how I've always. You've always done. approached your dynasty strategy from a shorter window. Sure. Yeah. That's why. Then why? No, you don't. <laughs> why do you hate running backs so much, and you love receivers and quarterbacks <laughs> because of the extended shelf life? Because I don't know which. Because quarter- of the extended <laughs> shelf life, you've said that so many times. Yeah, but running backs, it's like it's a year to year proposition. That's what I've said every single time. Mm, okay. It's not even that they that they have a shorter shelf life. It's that you just have no idea what you're gonna get from year to year. You're right. You've never said that before. You're right. Man, you guys have made both made really good points <laughs> on this, and I am I, I am more torn than I was when I first brought it up. Um, what what I do with Allen Robinson, but I I'm leaning towards taking Allen Robinson over AJ Green, which means I I have a major overhaul in my rankings to do. Um, but I I think I'm I'm buying in Allen Robinson. I never thought I'd say that, but I think I am. Woo. I I honestly think I'm buying into him. Man, all right. I mean, I'm 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 open to the idea of him proving me wrong. I will say, I mean, the absolute best case scenario is that Mitchell Trubisky can duplicate what Blake Bortles was able to do in his best season. So, and I'm, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I just, I don't see it happening. And for that reason, I mean, I I just, I'll take the floor of guys like A.J. Green, Julio Jones, and Stephon Diggs and T.Y. Hilton over what I think might be the ceiling of Allen Robinson. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, what do we got next? We got a couple other ones that we uh, we wanted to hit on too, right? Yeah. Next one up. This came to our trades account. It's a Superflex twelve team PPR league. Which side? Sammy Watkins, newly signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, or two thousand eighteen picks one point oh three and one ten. I'll, I'll, I'm guessing this one is finally one we're not going to have a big debate over. I'll take uh, the 1.03 at 110, and um, I, it's not all that close for me. I, I, and I like Watkins, and I, I don't I, – I honestly, I, I probably am moving – and this is going to hurt me to say I'm probably moving Tyreek Hill down my rankings after moving him up because of the Sammy Watkins mm. deal. Um, 
because I, wow. I definitely think it kind of hurts him a little bit. So I, I like Watkins, but I'm still taking the one three and the one ten. Yeah, it, it pains me to say it, but give me the picks. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. Love Sammy Watkins. Think he might have finally landed in a good situation, but uh, to be honest with you, I'd probably trade Watkins for one oh three. I think you got to trade Watkins for 110, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I won't go that far. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I might. um, I'm close with Travis. I think that's close. Oh, okay, you guys are about to drag me into another. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't I think, think I'd I do Sammy, it. But it's yeah, close. It's dude. really close. No. Just the fact that it's close it's, makes no. this trade a little over the top. It, it's mm-hmm. not close. <laughs> it's Watkins over one ten. Yeah, we know you hate rookie picks too. Move on. <laughs> what are you gonna get at one ten? That's anywhere close to to the upside of Sammy Watkins. In a super flex this year, you might get wide receiver one. Yeah. Honestly, okay. this year you who might is, actually who get is that. And is yeah, he... give me Watkins over Ridley, though. Yeah, I guess it depends on who your wide receiver one is, but I think we'll know more once the draft happens and we can kind of see landing spot. I mean, I don't know if if a guy like Cortland Sutton goes in the second round of the Saints, I'll take Cortland Sutton all day. I, I don't know. That's just me. I guess it depends on the landing spot too and kind of where they go. But yeah, like yeah. I mean, you can get Royce Freeman there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there you can even get a yeah. You can get a a running back that you're high on. You might even be able to get you know like a Baker Mayfield or a a quarterback that falls too. You know, to whichever one. Maybe like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Depending I. On, yeah. You you got to figure. Yeah. Maybe Josh Allen. Maybe maybe that's the guy that falls that you might be able Gross. to get. Gross. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> you guys are pushing my for blood the record. Really. For the record, I don't think I'd sell Sammy straight up for the one ten. Thank you. I would sell him straight up for the one hundred three. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it's closer to the one ten than than you think it is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, you, you so might. So both be of those. I mean, if you can get the one hundred three, I don't. I can't even. This this trade shocked me when I saw it. Like I don't think anybody i mean before today i wouldn't think anybody be getting two firsts for watkins let alone the 103 mm-hmm. yeah. so good on you man yeah for sure all right next one this came bo- to both our trades account and our Superflex pod account this is a 12 team half ppr Superflex dynasty 1.01 pat mahomes and cooper cup or Carson Wentz and Derrick Henry. This is awfully similar to the one that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. In fact, this is the this one is probably with that. I mean, there's no PPC, but I mean, it, replace Stephon Diggs with Derrick Henry. All that does is slant it more towards the 1.01 side. So we probably don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But if you guys have any thoughts. Yeah, well, it's, I, ear, it's eerily similar. Yeah, I, yeah, it definitely <laughs> is, and I, I think on this one because the other one was so close to me, I think this one I would lean the Mahomes Cup uh, 1.01 side just because, and I know, I know Travis doesn't like Derrick Henry much, and I do, 
but I would value Stefan Diggs and Deontay Foreman. I really like Deontay Foreman, just just for the record. I think Deontay Foreman's the starting running back in Houston. You can say Lamar Miller is, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case for the majority of the year. So I, I think getting you know Stephon Diggs and Deontay Foreman was, was a much bigger coup than getting Derrick Henry. So I, I, I would definitely go Mahomes Cup 1.01. Yeah, this one for me is a lot closer than the other one, but, I mean, they're so similar. I'm not going to rehash my my thoughts on Wentz versus the, that package. All right, next one. This has two, actually, uh, two, two free agent running backs. Carlos Hyde, the newest member of the Cleveland Browns, and Jarek McKinnon replaces Hyde in San Francisco, plus the 110 for Kareem Hunt. Yeah, this this one is difficult mm. for me. I mean, I Hyde and McKinnon, oh man, and the 110 for Hunt. I boy, I I think this one really depends on roster configuration because I think it's really close. But if you need depth, if you need some running back depth, I think Hyde and McKinnon um, help you get there, and then you get the 110 too. So you're you're selling Hunt for that. I in a vacuum, I'm probably still taking Kareem Hunt. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, a young high upside running back that, you know, is in an offense that I think is going to be pretty high powered. I, I would probably still keep him, but it's really close. It's really close. Um, but yeah, I think I know Hunt's role moving forward, whereas Hyde and McKinnon, I'm not sure what their role is going to be. And, uh, and so I think I would lean Hunt. What do you, what do you think, Travis? I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Hyde McKinnon one ten side, and it's. I mean, I've stated before, I'm not the biggest Kareem Hunt fan. I I feel I feel about Kareem Hunt the way that John feels about every running back. In that, he's a good player, but he's got like a two year window, right? Tops, and I don't. I, he's not elite. I guess is is my issue. Not really issue. I mean, I like him, but. He's not in the same tier for me as those top guys like Gurley, DJ, Zeke, Bell, <clears throat> Saquon. You know, he's not up there. So, I don't know. I mean, he's more scheme dependent, I think, than than most want to admit. Hyde and McKinnon, I mean, you're taking on a lot of risk because we don't know what their roles are going to be, like you said. And either one of those guys could absolutely bust this year. Um, but I... I the upside, I think, is, you know, they both hit. And then you've also got the 110, and Hunt falls off a little bit. And I think that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, it's not the safest bet by any means, but you do add depth and um, and some upside, in my opinion. Yeah, that's where I'm at with this. And I don't even, I don't love the landing spot for Carlos Hyde. I don't trust it, I guess. And I feel like Jarek McKinnon's value is probably a little inflated right now. But the fact that you get two two starting NFL running backs plus 110, which could be another shot at a running back. I mean, that's just that's what you've got to do with the running back position is just you need as many bullets as you can get. And if you can trade in one and get three back who all have just as much upside as that one you do it so it's that simple for me 
Okay. Yeah, I I get it. I I totally understand, Travis, where where you're at. You know, if you don't value Hunt uh, all that highly, then yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely a deal I'd make. But John, I I, I still don't know. I mean, there's there's I I don't know. I I guess I don't see the upside with Hyde and McKinnon that maybe you do. Um, I definitely see timeshares and probably both their their roles. And obviously, like like you both have said, if you hit you know, on, on both those guys and they both become full-time starters and that's great. But, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, I, I buy hunt. I'm, I'm buying Kareem hunt. Um, after his first year, um, in the league, I'm buying Kareem hunt. And, uh, even if he is a system dependent, um, I don't see that system changing. So I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, but I, I, I like Kareem hunt. I like the, the fact that he can be a three down back and he can give me the pass catching. Um, he can, he can pick up the blitz he can run inside and outside. He can do a little bit of everything. So he never has to come off the field, really. And I think that's a that's a huge coup, coup for a guy like that because you, there's not a lot of guys like that in the league that uh, anymore that you know are three down backs or guys that can stay on the field. So um, I'll take Hunt's side because of that. But I definitely see both of your points, kind of where you're you're going with that. Um, I, I guess I just don't value the Hyde and McKinnon upside as much. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Next one, 12 team super flex, half PPR. And uh, this is a guy who has Mitchell Trubisky as his uh, AVI on Twitter, by the way. But Mitchell Trubisky with all those new weapons and Joe Mixon for Dak Prescott and Derrick Henry. Did you just say AVI? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to call it? Avatar? What? What is it? Who cares? Avatar or Avi for short. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where I'm at, it is almost 12:30 in the morning. <laughs> and apparently, you know that that Colorado air isn't mm-hmm. treating you too well. That could it's be filled it. with uh, smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some fun you know, smoke. I was trying to make a marijuana reference and I couldn't do it gracefully, <laughs> James. So I appreciate you jumping in there. You got it. Um, yeah. Let's see. I wasn't even paying attention after you said AVI. Um, <laughs> Dak and Henry for Trubisky and Mixon. Man, I'm surprised at these poll results, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, like we agree. We don't agree very often. <laughs> I think so, we agree. So Trubisky and Mixon took the vote with 66%. Dak and Derrick Henry only had 34%. And so I'm going to make this short. I don't like Derrick Henry. You should have sold him when I tweeted out that you should have sold him (laughs) as soon as they got rid of DeMarco Murray. Uh, But so, and I love, I love Joe Mixon. So there, the running back value is flipped here, but give me Dak over Trubisky any day. Um, I know I went to bat for Trubisky like three trades ago, but Dak is way above Trubisky for me and more the value there for Dak over Trubisky more than makes up the difference between Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon. And I will just flip Derrick Henry for something else. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I was expecting you to go the other way here. Um, You know, I I kind of feel the same way you do. I I, I like Henry, but I like Mixon more. So I kind of like getting the mix inside but i definitely have dak ranked above trubisky so i don't really have much else to add I, i'll take the dak henry side for all the reasons you just stated um i i probably hold on to henry um but yeah i would take that side i think 
No, sell him. Sell him. Keep him. Keep him. You guys yelled at me when I tried to sneak in a sell Derrick Henry bit like a week and a half ago before I know, Tennessee I know. signed anybody. I know, and you couldn't wait to to bring that up that Tennessee had signed. That's right. Yeah, and and I'm I'm still buying Henry, so that's just me. But yeah, Ugh, it's such a mistake, James. I don't know how you could even possibly be thinking that, but that's fine. I wish I had him in our league, man. I wish you had Cream Hunt, man. I I think I could I, I, I think I could get him off you pretty good. But what do you think, John? Uh, where are you at on this trade? Uh, yeah, I'll uh, just to just for simplicity's sake here, I'm just going to point out that I've got Dak Prescott ranked ten spots ahead of Mitchell Trubisky. That's significant, regardless of how far apart Boom. Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon are, which they're pretty close for me but Dak Prescott way over Mitchell Trubisky so that's I'm I'm on the Dak side of that 10 spots higher and you hate running backs move on (laughs) the hell was that all right next one 12 team PPR (laughs) super flex brand new Denver Broncos starting quarterback Case Keenum and a 2019 first round pick or Jameis Winston yeah, I I don't like. Whoa. I don't know, man. I I don't like either one. Jameis, of give me Jameis. You're taking Jameis. Have you Jameis? guys, have you guys I, voted I, on this one? Nope. No, it says final results. Oh, so you can actually see it. That sucks. Yeah, I was gonna have you guess. I'll take Jameis. I, I'm I'm the opposite. I, I'll take Keenum in the 19 first. And honestly. I'm I'm not I, I'm not I'm not buying Jameis, so I'll take the 19 first. I, if you offered me a 19 first for Jameis Winston, I'd take it. Case Keenum does <laughs> nothing wow. for me, nothing flick. for me. Yeah, I, I would do it. Wow. That's how low I am on Jameis Winston. You I don't. Would I would not do that. This super I would. flex. You're I would. just trying to make I, a point right now. I'm telling you, I would do it. <laughs> There's no. I would point. do it. That's it. You I, can't. I, I'm trade. looking through my. I'm looking through my leagues and see if I have Jameis Winston anywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to offer a 19 first for him. Just Ugh. James, that's nonsense, man. Yeah. No, it, it, I, I really, seriously, I believe I have Jameis Winston ranked in the mid 20s in my rankings, so barely a, a QB two in Superflex. Yeah, I, I, I want no part of the guy. I don't. Uh, I, I, everyone else made excuses for him last year. He was playing hurt, and maybe he was, and maybe I'm wrong, but. I think there's a lot more going on there, man, and I I don't know that he is a starting quarterback in the league. I know he has the pedigree, but I don't know that he has the head for it. I I think there's something more there that uh, that that we're we're you know that you can can't really weigh with on field stuff. So I, I I don't want any part of him. I really don't. Um, so I would take Keenum wow. in the 19 first. <laughs> James is off his rocker, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I want to make the homer call here, because I do believe that Case Keenum has an opportunity to be, I, I mean, to remain fantasy relevant. Jameis Winston's 23 years That's old. That's it, though. What's that? That's all Case Keenum has the the upside to be is right. fantasy relevant for another two years. That's it. Correct. We know he's not a franchise quarterback. He's not going to get another three to four years of chances like Jameis Winston's going to get. Right. Well, like, he he it's just he might, but I'm not going to bank on that. Meanwhile, Jameis Winston is 23 years old, and they've put weapons all over the field for him. 
and they might be the ones to land Saquon Barkley and take some of the pressure off of him. Yeah, give, oh, give, me, give me Jameis by a mile. I would like to point out that uh, Keenum in the 19 first won this Twitter poll. I know. Just so, just so that just so that way people don't think that I'm totally off my rocker and crazy because Twitter <laughs> Twitter Twitter thought the same. So right. well, we all know Twitter's dumb. <laughs> oh man, you just lost so many followers, Travis. You don't even know. <laughs> Not my followers, my followers the best. I mean generally speaking. Nobody else is gonna gonna add you now. They're look gonna at be like, this, Well I'm I'm not a follower, trade. so he's calling me dumb. <laughs> this trade, the poll didn't even have Superflex in, like, capitals. Like, most of the people didn't even see that it was a Superflex league. Keenum, 19 first. Moving on. What else we got, John? <laughs> That's such garbage. That's a garbage take. Yeah, so this, we just talked about Allen Robinson, and this is yet another acknowledgement that uh, Allen Robinson's value is puzzling at this point with uh, among league, league mates. This comes from at FF underscore breakdown on Twitter and uh, came to the Superflex pod account. And it, I mean, this is full PPR and it's just straight up Allen Robinson for Juju Smith Schuster. I have a feeling this is going to be a fairly quick one, but let's uh, let's hash this one out anyways. Yeah, I, I've pointed out how how I'm just having trouble evaluating Allen Robinson and what to do with him, and I think I kind of talked myself into buying him. But I, I really like Juju. I really, really do. But I'm going to take Allen Robinson here just because I, I, I really feel like I, I'm, I'm starting to buy him. I think I talked myself into this guy could, could have uh, – you know, a, a really nice ceiling in that Chicago offense. It's not going to be fighting for targets, that's for sure. So, I uh, yeah, I think I think I would take a Rob. I'm not sure if I'm in the minority on that or not. But uh, what do you think, Travis? Yeah, no, you're not. Um, I voted on this one um, for the a Rob side, and the part of the question from this from uh, FF breakdown was. Uh, comment if you need more added to one side and which side. And I commented uh, and I said Juju plus. It would take Juju plus the 110 to the 112-ish range of a rookie pick for me to take uh, to, to make it even. So that's how different it is for me. Wow, that's significant. Yeah, it's interesting. Where are you at, John? I mean, I, I know you're I, a big Juju guy. I I am, and I do have him ranked ahead of Allen Robinson, and I mean it's one spot. What? It, it, I've got Juju at 16, Allen Robinson at 17. I don't know how great I feel about that. Um, I, I don't. I, I I stand by it. I still like Juju better. I I guess the bigger point is, I mean. F- Whichever side at you you're going to add something to, you have to add something to it. The, my main reason for even bringing up this trade, I, they're, when they're one spot apart, I don't really. I, that's not really a, a strong opinion for me. Even though I like Juju better, I don't like him that much better. So I I don't care about this trade. I guess, but there needs to be more to this. 
the reason I brought this up is because it's a wide receiver, straight up for a wide receiver, as currently constructed. And I just wanted to point out that there is absolutely no reason to make a trade like that, ever. You figure out how to add on to it. Otherwise, one side is absolutely losing and one side is absolutely winning. And there's just, there's no opportunity to to reverse that. So that that was my only real thought on that. I generally agree with you, except for... There is there is a reason to do it, and it's if you're absolutely winning. And <laughs> <laughs> but how do you know that? So hear me out because I've got I've got Allen Robinson at wide receiver eight, and I've got Juju at wide receiver twenty one. So for me, there's absolutely a reason to make this trade if you can get it done. And I but I I know what you're trying to say, and I totally agree with you. And I'm just kind of trying to prove a point towards my end I guess but <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> I I don't like single position for single position trades that are the same position like I get what you're saying like there's a clear winner and a clear loser but it for me this is just there's not much uh there's not much risk I guess I mean there is is there a chance that Allen Robinson falls off and juju is like the greatest thing ever sure that's a, that's a definite possibility but mm-hmm. man if i can trade my wide receiver 21 straight up for my wide receiver eight i mean obviously i'm taking that all day uh it's still not a big enough difference for me that i mean even at 21 you're still acknowledging that juju smith schuster has plenty of upside plenty of sure, potential yeah. he could he could still i mean we're you know we're not we're not talking about like odell beckham for you know leonte Carew or anything here we're talking <laughs> like the, these guys are still fairly close together regardless you know regardless of how you have them ranked so yeah i i don't think there's a yeah reason. but eight to 21 is a significant gap uh, not not wide receiver eight, dude. Not in a league where there's how many hundred and fifty some fantasy relevant wide receivers. Oh, I don't know about that. Mm. I definitely don't think there's a hundred and fifty fantasy relevant wide receivers. But that's a different argument. <laughs> I, I, I think one I thing. Get what you're saying. I think one thing I'd bring up too is I see a lot of position you know same position position for position player trades in season and it makes sense to me because you may have drafted Corey Davis and you may love his upside but if you're pushing for a championship last year Corey Davis wasn't doing a whole lot of for you you know so if you traded him for you know somebody who you really thought could help like you gave up Corey Davis and something for like Adam Thielen or something like that, or, or just even a player that, that maybe wasn't Adam Thielen, doesn't have Adam Thielen's upside, but a guy who was contributing last year at a, at a decent level, I can understand why you do that, you know, like one guy may be saying, hey, look, I'm looking to, to add some future pieces, and he gets a young receiver with a high upside for a receiver that is, is scoring a bunch of fantasy points, but it's not really doing him very much because he's, he's outside of the playoffs looking in, you know, so I, I guess... To me, I think it depends on the time of season, time of the year that it is, and uh, sometimes I'll see those position for position player deals that make a lot of sense to me in season, um, as opposed to off season. What do you guys think? 
I could kind of see that. I mean, in redraft, I get it because, you know, bye weeks also come into play. But in a dynasty league, I I mean, you're still taking on risk, you know. One side is taking on risk, and it's obvious, you know. Like, there's 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 clearly some, some more risk on one side than the other. So I think that you still have to you still have to build that up that side up a little bit just to to make up for that so i i still i'm i'm not a fan of it but i get what you're saying i mean i i guess one example could be i mean alan robinson for juju smith schuster during the 2017 season that would make sense to me you know because alan robinson i mean he's again to me He's close enough to Juju that you know it's it's not it's not for sure going to be a, a long-term loss but you know one guy was actually useful during the 2017 season and the other one was on injured reserve so so I I could I guess I could see something like that but just kind of as a general rule I don't I don't like it and especially in dynasty yeah, I kind of get that. I guess I guess my thing is is that if you have a chance, if you feel like your team has a chance to to win a championship that year, and you're sitting on some younger players, you know, you're sitting on like a Joe Mixon for for instance, or something, or Corey Davis, and you know somebody, you know somebody's got Jarvis Landry, and you're going, well, I don't think Jarvis Landry has the upside of Corey Davis, but Jarvis Landry is a guy who can help me win this year. I could plug him into my lineup and I'm going to get points for him this year. And, you know, it's not like he doesn't have any value moving forward, but you, you know, you really are higher on Corey Davis. You think that he could be more, I could see doing that trade and going, Hey, look, I'm trying to win a championship this year. I'm going to make this trade, even though it's dynasty, I'm going to make this trade. I'm going to try to win because, you know, that's, that's kind of what it's all about is trying to win that championship that year. But, um, I don't know. I, I guess that's just my my two cents on it. What do you think, Travis? I, I definitely agree that there's there's definitely a situation in which that trade straight up would make sense. Um, and if you're you know I, if you're in that situation where you're week ten and and you're looking pretty strong and you think you're definitely going to be in the top three seeds in your league and you want to bolster that your, your roster, I could absolutely see that. Uh, going through pretty easily and and absolutely making sense for you. So it definitely definitely happens. Um, I don't know that there's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if in the off season though, I mean, you're really that it's really just one person thinking that they're taking advantage of the other person and the other person thinking that they're taking advantage of the other person. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think a lot changes in the off season though. I mean, free agency changes things. Um, you know, for instance, let's say you had Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, and Sammy Watkins signs at Kansas City, and you go, well, uh, I don't want two Kansas City receivers. Um, that's not going to work for me, you know, so you end up selling one for another receiver. I could totally see that. Like, that makes sense to me on why you would do that, even if they're close ever, to your rankings. Ever, I would never, ever sell a player just because I have two players of the same team. Never, ever, ever. Yeah, see, and I... I, I 
I think I probably would, and and uh, maybe not just because of it, but if I feel like player A signs and I own player B, and player A is going to hurt player B's value and vice versa, then I don't want both of them. I, I would, I, I just wouldn't, because I think I'm, I'm starting. I, I would have to start two guys to get the fantasy points that I should be getting from one guy or that I was getting from one guy. So yeah, I, I would yeah. I would look at moving it. But you're right. I mean I guess if that's I mean, your sole reason for it, then yeah, that's probably not a good reason to do it. But I think if you if you see that it's it's gonna affect both players, then I might look at moving at least one of them. Yeah, for sure. I just my whole point was there needs to be some sort of other uh uh, catalyst to make that trade, I guess. Like, you know, there needs to be someone having a rise or a fall in value for me to want to make a move as opposed to just, oh man, I don't like having two Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be some sort of other. Like, I would not, I don't know, man. Like, personally, I'd be selling Tyreek Hill. Um, but now's the wrong time to sell him. I mean, you should have sold him two weeks ago. If you were gonna sell him, you know what I mean. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna use free agency news as a prompter for I don't even know if it's a word, but a prompter for you to sell Tyreek, like that's the wrong strategy. You're being reactionary at that point, and and you're never ever gonna gain value on anything because you're just selling when bad news comes out. Like that's not the right time to sell Tyreek Hill, you know. So, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, I, and and I agree with that. I I don't think I would sell him in a vacuum, but I do think if I had both of them, and I think that one of them, you know, one of their one of them had had their value. Look, I think in a, in the dynasty community, I don't think Sammy Watkins took a hit overall by signing with so Kansas either. City. So if you had Sammy Watkins and you just said, well, I think this is going to affect both these guys negatively. I, you can deal Sammy Watkins, and I don't think it. It, I don't think anyone's going to, you know, pay less for him because of where he signed. Tyreek Hill, on the other hand, might be a little bit different. People might look at his situation and go, "Hey, look, he took a hit with Watkins going there." So, um, I think it depends on who you're selling and why you're selling them. But no, you're absolutely right. There has to be more than just that team. But if there is a reason where you go, "Hey, look, these guys are on the same team, and I think it's going to affect both of them negatively." Uh, you know, I'd like to move at least one of them, you know, yeah, move, move the one that you think, you know, you can get decent value for and, you know, whose value didn't just get hurt by it. And yeah, don't be reactionary uh, with it. So I, I definitely feel like you made some really good points there. I, I agree with that. But I would also say that, you know, if there is that reason there or anything in the back of your mind going, hey, look, I think, you know, this affects both these players in a in a you know, in a negative way, I yeah, I'd, I'd probably look to move one of them. And I think you can move Sammy Watkins for another wide receiver that you had ranked similar and not feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can move position for position in that in that scenario and not feel terrible about it. That's that's I guess just kind of my opinion on it. But all right, we'll wrap it up for this week. And as we do that, we're going to ask you for a couple quick favors. If you would subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast, and rate and review the podcast, that's how we get our fantasy points. That's how we improve the content and expand our reach. That's how we get the conversation out to more people and involve more people. 
and we can touch on more topics that are useful to you, the listener. So if you would please do that, we would really appreciate it. Again, you can send all your trades to at SuperFlexTrades, and we do not discriminate based on format, so send them all. You can also follow us at the podcast itself, at SuperFlexPod. Travis is at TravisNFL. James is at DFF underscore the brain, and I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. Follow the entire Dynasty Football Factory at DFF underscore Dynasty and the rest of the Dynasty Football Network at DF underscore Network. Check out the rest of the podcasts on the network as well. The Fantasy Football Fellas, the Dynasty Warzone, the IDP Edge Crushers, the Devi Watch Podcast, Capology 101, and Dynasty Trades HQ. Definitely check out the, the episode of Dynasty Trades HQ from last week. Um, there's a, they have a very, very knowledgeable special guest on that episode, so check that out. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to the rest of the DFF Army. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction. And most of all, thank you to every single one of you for listening. And until next week, bye. bye.